welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And good morning, everybody. Austin's dealing with an internet issue this morning, so I'm going to try to run solo here. Here's, what's an, here's an interesting comment. I just got a text in from Man Cow. He's over in Europe right now. And, and he said something very unique to me this morning. And I, I'm going to read it to you because I'm going to, it's a personal email. He's probably going to be mad at me if I told you I'd send it read it to you but that's all right i'm not gonna say anything about anything here's libel he said he's hung he said he hung out with some very he's over in europe right now hung out with some very powerful people in monaco this is you know where prince veneer was and you know and princess you know well you know the whole thing over there with monaco and you know and the french riviera etc and he was talking about that certain publication and other sites are greatly overstated and exaggerated or just lies he said some are fed by Democrats with right-wingers, patriots, et cetera, to make them sound like fools. There are grains of truth in many of the stories, but much of it is just moronic. One thing the world knows, and I agree, Putin could end the war in a week. This is an interesting concept, and we've talked about this before on the show. This is what these people in Monaco on the French Riviera are saying. Putin wants to bleed the USA. China and Russia wish to weaken the USA. They are playing the long game, the art of war. Brand America is really hated now. Remember as you do when the world loved us. My daughter and others Americans are discriminated against on campus in Scotland. My other daughter's roommate in Madison, Wisconsin, was terrorized for being Jewish. America goes into places and screws everything up and then chickens out and leaves. It sickens the world, and I agree. Now, what he's saying here is that we go into these other countries with our CIA we overthrow the countries, we overthrow them, we put in dictators, we mess up the entire country, we allow the international banking cartels to come in. I'm adding this, not, this is not what he's saying, to come in and put a central currency in and take over the assets and basically steal everything from them. But we, we promote it. It's the same thing that the United States did with Operation Gladio and Operation Condor. You know, we used General Gellin out of Germany to set up, how should I say, Groups of people that were running around bombing things in Europe in the 50s and the 60s to try to make people scared of communism. That's what they did. It was called Operation Gladio. They had all kinds of bombs going off in Italy everywhere else because they were afraid they're going to become communists. It was what the was what the was what the narrative was. The reality was the CIA was doing all of this stuff. And he goes on to say, as sick as the world, and I agree. Okay, Austin, you need to mute for just one second. Also, what we export entertainment-wise is morally bankrupt and offensive to the world. He says, I agree. The fast food we send is making everybody fat and unhealthy, and the entire world hates Americans as far as the black culture in the United States because of the hood culture. I'm adding that because of the rap music. But they also like them. They also dislike them directly from sub-Saharan Africa. You know, and this is he goes. This is not me saying this. Is what I've been told by my world tracks. He says the military base in Japan or Germany, lots of rapes. All of this stuff's happening in many cases by these different minorities. The point of this text, most of these different websites are just completely BS. I was with a German guy and spent the afternoon talking to him at the Boca Raton Resort, which is a highly exclusive place. He owned a meat curating company and was speaking at a live event that day. We talked on and on about how America has poisoned the world with McDonald's. Just look at the photos of your. We are being fattened and feminized. And I said back to him, I said, I agree. And guys, listen to me. It's really important that we understand something if we don't sit back and watch what's happening here and look at it from an objective standpoint if we can't see the truth of what's happening in our world then we're going to go down the ash heap of history and be gone 
You know, George Carlin said it so specifically, and I, don't, I like George Carlin, but I don't like his language. But he said that, you know, there's a big club and we're not in it. They already own the banks. They already own the media. They own all the important land. They own the Congress. They own the judges. They own the judiciary. And, of course, he's talking but never articulated about the Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan. They own it all. And once we understand that and we see it, we have to come back to the reality of it. Just maybe if we do something as far as if we go back to Christ, we can find what we're looking for in the United States of America. But that's why they've come after us and come after us so hard with the name and claim it, blab it, grab it, people. I mean, you got to ask yourself a question. A lot of these major ministries that are pushing that type of doctrine are still being allowed on mainstream TV, sometimes even in prime time. And they're able to come in and do this and promote this particular type of gospel that doesn't teach repentance. It doesn't teach the lordship of Jesus Christ. It never talks about the blood of Jesus. I'm just telling you my observation. And that, again, is to degrade Christianity further and further and further. It's sad to me. When Mankow is talking about this, it's true. I remember I was in Gimbelwald, a small little town in the you know, Swiss Alps. It's only got about 200 people live there. And you know, Rich Steves had made it famous because of his show you know, as far as traveling the world. And I stopped there one time with Sharon. You have, it's a minute to stop there. You've got to stop the car. You've got to take a tram. You gotta, it's, 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 it, you, there's no road going into Gimelwald. And they even have to bring the cows down. If there's a sick cow, they got to go to the vet. they got to take the cow on the dog on tram, the ski lift, in order to bring them down. And so it's one of those little places. you got little, little, little huts on the side of the little trails on the little town where people live, and they have cheeses and food. And it's beautiful. If you ever get to go there, go to Gimelwald. And I spoke to a guy named Ollie. He has a bread breakfast there. In fact, Rick Steves was there that day. I was speaking to Ollie, and Rick Steves was sick. And Ollie was talking about how bad the American people are and what they've done and how they've destroyed the world and destroyed the culture of the world and how we vote for the horrible politicians that we have. I looked at Ollie and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You're categorizing us. You're, you're basically pigeonholing us. You're putting all of us into a, into a place where we don't need to be. The truth of the matter is, I said, there are people in the United States through cultural Marxism that's doing this. That's a fact. There are people you know, through the United States basically that are blackmailing. Now, at this time, I had not known yet about Jeffrey Epstein and what was going on with him. I told him, I said, we as Americans don't believe what's happening in our country either, but we're having to tolerate it because we don't know what to do because the elections have been hacked. So I, I sent him several t- emails after that, but he never responded to me. Good old Ollie. And the reality is I've never gone back. It's a long ways out of the way in Switzerland. Then we had COVID hit, et cetera, et cetera. But it's one of those things. The Europeans in the world see the Americans as a bunch of lowlife. I'm going to say that again. They see us as a bunch of cultural degenerates. Now, mind you, a lot of them are extremely arrogant because of the aristocracy that was in Europe for many you know, hundreds of years. And they think they're better than everybody anyhow. And so a lot of the people in Europe who think like that, to me, are just you know, weirdos. I remember one time we stayed at this hotel, and it was Austria. And it was one of those hotels where it was really fancy. And, uh, you know, it was a free hotel for us. For, for, um, so we had some, it doesn't matter why it was free, but it was free. And what ended up happening is we walked through one of the dining room areas. I was wearing a pair of warm-ups and tennis shoes. And, oh, my gosh, the looks and the sneers and, the, you know, the comments that I was getting. And they didn't understand that I spoke German, so I understood it. But I tried to just walk through as quickly as I could. And I looked at Sharon, and I said, man, these guys are a bunch of snobs. And they are. And the problem is, is that, those people still think that, you know, we're the colonies and that we rebelled against England, et cetera, et cetera. But the tr- sad truth is a lot of what they're saying is accurate. It is true. 
You know, we've set McDonald's around the world now. We've caused obesity around the world. We've set a high fructose corn syrup products all over the world. All of this stuff is contributing to the health problems that people are having everywhere. So, guys, it's one of those things that we as Christians, we as believers and the Most High God, we as followers of Jesus need to understand that there is a better way. And that way is to walk circumspectly with God Almighty because he is the creator of the universe and to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because we're in a blood covenant with him and realize that we have to stand our ground and stay with God, stay with Jesus all the days of our life. So I want to thank Mancow for sending me that text. He'll probably be fussing at me that I talked about him on the show today, but he's a good man. He's a good friend, and I love him as a brother. What do you think, Austin, about your next story? Good morning, my friend. Yes, Good morning. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, getting getting the truth out there on a constant basis. We talk about this every single day. This is crucial, such a crucial point, and maintaining continuity with the truth. Because what we've seen now over so many years is that the truth continues to fade, gets distorted, it gets manipulated. And as we've seen throughout history, you know, the victors write the history books. This is why the revisionists have changed the entire concept of what the Civil War was fought over. This is why you hear so many different theories and takes and different twisted plots on the World War One and World War Two. And same thing's gonna happen with the COVID story. You're gonna see this narrative change over the years. This is why the CDC, like I talked about yesterday, the CDC is just knuckling down every single time. They come up with these random variants that keep coming up now. Allegedly, now they're talking about how the, you know, like I said, but yesterday, the white lung syndrome, which is pretty much being directly caused by these shots from what a lot of doctors are starting to say now that are awake. And this is just something that we're starting to see happen more and more. But again, like we just said, the truth is so heavily skewed and manipulated that it's up to us to get it out there on a regular basis. So again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us at healthmasters.com. Also, to be sure, if you saw the email, the 12 days coupon code, that's active melatonin sublingual. That's what we picked today to be the, uh, uh, as far as the second day of Christmas sale, 12 days coupon code 12DAYS for the melatonin sublingual for 24 Hours, so be sure to check that out at the website at healthmasters.com. And also, to be sure to take advantage of the B Complex on sale for 11% off for the last day today for product of the week. And you'll see the other ones, um, the other products, whichever one you voted for wins. And it looks like the uh, Total Rest and the Muscle Blast are neck and neck on those two. So be sure to check those out. Also, to another news, this is interesting. I was reading about it, kind of going into detail, and it was talking about how. The FDA, pretty much in the United States, and this is crazy, the United States is essentially the only country in the entire world other than Singapore, which it's still a minute amount of Singapore, but the United States is the only country in the entire world. And clarify that. The entire globe other than small part of Singapore, the United States, is approved for cultivating meat lab-grown meat for human consumption. I've talked about this in detail over the last few months. This is a very serious problem, and this is what's happening now in the United States. It's ironic that we're seeing now this stem cells, this five-step process where animals are replicated and grown in a series of bioreactors for they're blended with additives to create more realistic texture. Then the meat cells are then drained in a centrifuge, they're formed and packaged for distribution. And what's interesting about this is now you guys know what I talked about and I was bragging on them last month in Italy. Italy became the first country in the entire world to ban 
lab-grown meats, cultivated meat from even being produced, manufactured, or sold in Italy. They said this is not something that we're going to allow. Essentially, we're going to allow people to keep eating real meat. And interesting enough, there's been numerous bills to try to block this lab-grown meat yet. No, nothing in the United States. Everything's been pushing further and further and further. Now, it's interesting about this. We do have a, another Republican down here in Florida that just filed Bill HB 435, essentially down here. And what's going to do is it's um, they're working with the Florida Department of Agriculture. And they said if this becomes law in the state of Florida, restaurants and stores in violation can be fined up to $5,000 in manufacturer, processors, packers, or distributors. Who misrepresent or mislabel food can be fined up to $10,000. They went on to say here, Florida State Representative Tyler Soroyce filed a bill that aims to prohibit the manufacturing, sale, holding, or distribution of cultivated meat in the great state of Florida. He said farming and cattle are incredibly important industries in Florida, so I think it's very relevant discussion for our state to have this topic brought up. He said, without this legislation, untested, unsafe, and nearly unregulated laboratory-produced meat would be made available in Florida one of my top priorities in ensuring the safety and wholesomeness of our food supply and protecting Floridian consumers and proposal does just that. And what's interesting is the more you start looking this up, you start finding out that the main people behind this lab-grown meat are Israel and BlackRock. Not joking, you can look it up. BlackRock is one of the major investors, also coupled with Bill Gates, also coupled with Israel. Israel started one of the largest lab-grown meat companies in New York, in, in North Carolina last year. I talked about it in detail. One of the largest manufacturing facilities in the world, and they happened to put it in the United States. Now, I have a little conflict of interest here with this, okay? It's just a little pet peeve of mine. Why is it that a country that has banned, essentially, and discussed the fact that they're not going to allow lab-grown meat to be sold in Israel, why is it that that country now owns a massive corporation that's in the United States that's manufacturing lab-grown meat that they won't even eat in Israel, but it's being manufactured to be sold to the United States population? Kind of got a real issue with that. And then you look back at BlackRock and you look at State Street. They're the major investors in these companies now that are popping up all across the country. And so this is why it's really important to continue to support local farmers, the local, you know, basically livestock guys, and, you know, with chickens, with beef, with cattle, with all of them. Because what's happened is now this industry is starting to slow down. And the more you start seeing the World Economic Forum and the United Nations and all these unbelievably sadistic groups keep telling us that we've got to stop eating meat for our own protection, for the safety of the planet, which is a complete and total lie, they're pushing everybody into this arena. At first, it was bad enough when they had the plant-based meat, which is all based out of soy, soybeans and canola oil. That's how they built it. Bad enough for you. This whole cultivated lab meat that they're doing right now, this stuff is way beyond what anybody thinks it is. And what's interesting about this is there's really no regulation on it whatsoever. And this cultured animal cells, what happens if they start putting cancer cells in it? What happens if they start going in and basically adding all types of different compounds to it that we don't know about? What happens if they start putting RNA gene therapy in these 
animal cell cultures that they're growing in the lab. There's no regulation on this stuff whatsoever, what it actually does to the body, nor is there any type of long-term testing on it or any short-term testing on what it does to the human body. So again, be very vocal about this. Be very cautious of what you're eating and continue to get the truth out there, my friends. I appreciate the support and I appreciate you working with local farmers and local co-ops that can get real food out there and keep real food alive because this this lab-grown meat, here in the United States, it's exploding rapidly right now, and I'm starting to read more and more on how popular this stuff is starting to allegedly become, even though nobody wants it. <laughs> That's the irony about it. Nobody wants it, but yet they're pushing it out there because they want everybody to essentially eat this garbage. And what's crazy about it is it, the only way this stops is if people stop supporting it and don't buy it and don't go along with it. Simple as that. Another example of, you know, Voting with our dollars. This is great. Ford Motor Company is now slashing production of their electric F-150 Lightning by almost half in 2024, according to the report late Monday night. They said Ford will make a major strategic shift due to changing market demand, reducing its planned Lightning production to only around 1,600 a week, which is down from its recent plans, almost 3,500 a week. They said we continue to match Lightning production and consumer demands. The U.S. electric vehicle sales have been growing. However, we have seen a massive slowdown in them in the past year. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And Ford reported lower-than-expected quarterly earnings, which include an adjusted loss of $1.3 billion for its EV unit. <laughs> so crazy to me. How do, how do you have a company – okay, let me put this out there. How do you have a company that has a sector that nobody wants and is losing hemorrhaging billions of dollars a year, but yet they still keep pushing that product that nobody wants? Just thought I would throw that out there. This is, again, why people need to vote with their dollars. I told you I went to the Ford dealership a couple weeks ago, and they had F-150 Lightnings all over the lot. Can't sell them. Rebates, holdback, more government tax rebates, more cash back. They couldn't sell them. Nobody wants them. I was joking about it. I was at the uh, custom shop that I, went, that I stopped by yesterday. I had to pick up some tires. And we were joking about the F-150 Lightning, and they were talking about how some people, you know, thought it'd be kind of a cool idea. And one of, the, I guess, one of the guys, his like parents bought one, and they thought they were going to be all cool. They were going, they were going to, they were going to roll road trip on it. They were going to pack up their trailer. They were going road trip. They had to stop three times to get out of the state of Florida. Three times to get out of the state of Florida. That's how unbelievably inefficient these things are. And the reason why they don't want people traveling freely, unmolested on their way. So again. Vote with your dollars. Decide what you're going to support. Decide what you're going to buy. And quite frankly, if you don't agree with something, you don't like something, don't buy it. It's very simple. Like I've said before, and everybody started boycotting Target. Everybody's, oh, you're going to boycott Target, this, this and that. I said, well, if you don't agree with something a company's selling, you don't have to give them your money. Newsflash, just a concept. So I thought I would throw that out there, but I thought it's interesting now. Ford finally is having to cut some production on these F-150 Lightnings because they literally cannot move them on the lot, and a lot of the dealers are not even taking allocations anymore or putting orders in for them because they're simply not moving. What do you think, Dad? Well, Austin, I want to know who's buying the 1600 a week. I mean, yeah. nobody's buying <laughs> these things. I mean, the Ford's – the problem is I'm sure that these, these dealers have basically signed contracts to buy this junk. And uh, it's sad. Three times they got to stop and charge to get out of the state of Florida to go a couple hundred miles. Well, you start putting a load on these things. You start pulling that electric engine down, that electric battery down. And again, we've talked about this. We have the ability, you know, through the basically the amount of electrical discharge in the atmosphere to charge batteries. We have that technology. Tesla developed it over 100 years ago. There's no reason to do this. Absolutely no reason to do this whatsoever. 
uh, here's another thing. There's no reason to do. There's no reason to stress out and to flip, flip out over cholesterol levels that are under 300 as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, you think, well, what about the LDL and the HDL cholesterol ratios and all the rest of this stuff? You know what, guys? That's a bunch of theoretical stuff about the LDLs and the HDLs. You know, I know people living in their 90s who got you have high LDLs. It just doesn't make any difference. And now, finally, Dr. Malcolm Kendrick has come out. He's a Scottish doctor. He's an author. He's a speaker, basically, and he's also a skeptic. He's come out and saying very high LDL has no impact on plaque progression. I thought this was a very good article. I want to read this. Very high, low-density lipoprotein levels have no impact on plaque progression. He goes, I interrupt my series on what is wrong with the health service to bring you breaking news. I will send this email below. It highlights a study which proves very strong evidence that a very high LDL has no impact on plaque progression. Professor Matt, Professor Matt Budoff, MD at UCLA, recently presented a collection of data soon to be published in the journal Metabolism, abstract to be published shortly. And what we've looked at was a collection of people on a very low-carb ketogenic diet who also have extremely high LDL cholesterol as high as 600 milligrams per deciliter. They did a coronary angiogram study looking at the coronary vessels in the heart to find out how much calcium plaque was in their arteries compared to age match controls who were essentially identical in every other way. Their massive, their bass body index was the same as were ages. Average age was close to 55. Both groups were all healthy, and none of them were having diabetes or hypertension, meaning that they were well matched. The one major difference being that one group had very high LDL cholesterol, and the other group had normal LDL cholesterol. And those with very high cholesterol had been at level for at least five years. Matthew Burkhoff, the principal investigator, is arguably the world's leading authority on how rapidly you can detect plaque accumulation in the coronary vessels over time. He states that five years is more than sufficient to detect any difference in plaque progression. The prediction was that the group with the highest LDL cholesterol should have considerably more plaques or calcification of their arteries. They did not find any statistical difference between the two groups. So it did not appear to matter if you had super high LDL or normal LDL. In fact, the trend was that people with high cholesterol had less plaque in their arteries. I'm going to repeat this. The trend was that people who had high cholesterol had less plaque in their arteries and that's why i tell you if it's under 300 don't worry about it now if you have you know 600 or 800 cholesterol or something crazy like that you have blood sludge that's one thing but cholesterol acts like a lubricant in the body it helps to let things slide through the articles our arteries better and when you drop your cholesterol under 200 all disease rates go up i try to keep my cholesterol over 200 i've been eating a boatload of butter all the time it's very hard to do it with dietary cholesterol as far as what you put into your system i've been putting a lot of more lot more butter with my eggs and vegetables because my cholesterol last time i had checked i think it was at 160 it was too low because i eat a super clean diet and, and you know here's the thing with all this the biggest factor there's two big factors here with cholesterol accumulation in my opinion number one is insulin production that's number one he said in here these people are on ketogenic diets that's what he said. In other words, they're not going to be eating a lot of carbohydrates and sugar, et cetera. They're sticking with like chicken and vegetables. And what that doesn't do, it doesn't elevate the blood sugar. The blood sugar elevates cholesterol. I'm sorry, it elevates insulin. And, that, and what is happening is that insulin acts, you know, it's a salt. And it starts to dehydrate the blood vessels. And when it does that, the body has to plaque them or cover them with cholesterol to try to make them slipperier to make it sure it can basically allow the blood to flow properly. The second thing is the amount of calcium that we put into our bodies through drinking water and through calcium supplements. I don't believe that men should be on any calcium supplements ever, 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 ever. Secondly, you should only be drinking distilled or reverse osmosis water. 
You know, we have distillers at the office. They work great. And if you take the distiller after about six months, you have to clean it. And I have to, a lot of times I get in there with a doggone hammer and a chisel because, you know, you can do it that way or you can pour acid in it to get it out or vinegar or distill clean. But the reality is this calcium accumulates just like it does in a hot water heater inside of that, inside of the boil tank for the distiller. That calcium is inorganic calcium and it, the body can't utilize it. And so it gets stored in soft tissue, including arteries. It causes, and one of the primary causes of hardening of the arteries, which you've heard that term. Doctors actually cut their latex gloves during cardiac surgery because the arteries are so brittle and filled with calcium that they basically have been calcified. Their bodies are turning to stone. And it's sad when this happens. It really is sad because, quite frankly, most people don't understand that you have to not drink mineralized water. Drink distilled. If you saw all the calcium, and I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a video. You guys can watch it online. A video of the calcium coming out of my distiller. All of that stuff would have been inside my body. This is drinking water that we have made at the house. You boil a gallon of water, reconverts into water. And all, the, all the garbage and solids and the calcium are left behind, and it builds up. So if I've got a pound or two pounds of calcium inside of that tank, how much of that would have been absorbed by my body and put in my arteries or my joints? Let me just ask you the question. You know, Paul Bragg wrote a book a long time, a long, a long time ago, and I know he's kind of controversial, but I still like some of the stuff he wrote. It's called The Shocking Truth About Water, and you can actually read it online for free. It's a PDF. And Paul Bragg, The Shocking Truth About Water, he died many, many decades ago, but he had some really good stuff out there. He was one of the biggest proponents out there of distilled water. So always remember, don't drink mineral water. Period. Why do you want to put all that inorganic calcium into your body in any concentration whatsoever? Just just stay away from all of that stuff. By the way, Donald Trump now has decided that he will not testify in his own defense in the New York fraud trial. The former president was originally scheduled to take the stand, you know, as the months-long $250 million fraud suit against him and the company enters its final week. In the 11th hour reversal, President Trump, smart, by the way, very smart that he did this. Why? Look what happened to Roger Stone. Now, I know, I know Roger Stone. I've had dinner with him several times with Man Cow. Roger Stone went before Congress to testify and ran his mouth, and they got him for perjury. Even though he was trying to tell the truth, they got him for perjury. And that's why they were going to put him in prison. That's why Trump had to pardon him. And the second time he was going, I told him, I had dinner with him. I said, whatever you do, do not testify again. Just take the fifth. And he says, I am never going to testify again and go under oath. And Trump's smart. He's not going to go under oath. I mean, i got to give him this one. He's, he's good. He says, he goes, quote, I have already testified to everything I have and nothing more to say other than this is a complete and total election interference from the bank Biden campaign witch hunt. So I will not be testifying on Monday, Trump said in an all caps two part post on a social media platform, True Social. Resumption of the trial has been scheduled for Monday, but the Court of Office of Administration, the administrative arm of the New York State Unified Court System, said late Sunday that it would instead resume on Tuesday. Trump was scheduled to testify, um, to testify as one of those defense witnesses. Excuse me for yawning. Okay, that's enough of Trump. Let me tell you what happened to me last night. I went to bed around 11, 11 o'clock, 10, 30, 11, whatever it was, and uh, I forgot to turn off my Wi-Fi. Yes, one of those nights. And so I took two melatonin and went to bed. I woke up at 2 o'clock again, and then uh, I couldn't sleep. So I got to take some more melatonin. Finally, I thought, wait a minute, did I turn off the Wi-Fi? And so I went out in the garage where my switch is, and sure enough, the Wi-Fi is on. So I was getting bombarded, you know, with radio frequency all night, and my pineal gland sinking. It's, I'm still wide awake, and it's bright sunlight outside. So as soon as I turned that thing off, 
I fell back asleep and slept until this morning. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit yawny this morning from a lack of sleep for the first two or three hours. So I just thought I'd mention that to you. Again, it's so important that you do not go in and leave that thing on every single night when you go to sleep. By the way, the Project Veritas and CEO jumped ship after finding evidence of past illegality. You got a lot of you guys, and Project Veritas has done some pretty good stuff. They really have, but I'm not going to I'm not going to comment on them currently. Hannah Giles, the current CEO of the conservative nonprofit Project Veritas, announced her resignation effective immediately on Monday, saying she had unwittingly stepped into an unsalvageable mess upon taking the job earlier this year. Giles was named group chief executive four months after its messy breakup with co-founders James O'Keefe in February. In a statement posted to X, she claimed she had taken over an organization wrought with the strong evidence of past illegality and past financial improprieties, suggesting she had no prior knowledge of the infamously embattled nonprofit's alleged improprieties. Giles continued to say that once she discovered the evidence, I brought the information to the appropriate law enforcement agencies. Project Veritas and O'Keefe are best known for using hidden cameras to embarrass journalists and political opponents. In 2009, O'Keefe and Giles, then a journalism student, teamed up surreptitiously to record members of the national community organizing group ACORN, resulting in its eventual shutdown. The September immediate report that Project Veritas has suspended all operations and fired most of its staffers. I find this extremely sad. I really did. You know, when O'Keefe left, I figured that the company wasn't going to make it. And so I don't know anything about past illegalities. Don't know, no comment on any of that stuff. All I know is they came out with some, some really good journalism and some really good exposure of a lot of people that were extremely, how should I say, compromised in my opinion. So I hate to see this organization go down like it is, but it's, it's, it's sad when this kind of stuff happens. Uh, by the way, the U.S. is calling on Beijing now to stop dangerous conduct in the south of China, 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 China Sea. The United States calls Sunday for Beijing to halt its dangerous and destabilizing actions in the disputed South China Sea after a Philippine boat and Chinese Coast Guard ship collided near a contested reef. Both countries traded blame after the incident earlier Sunday, the latest such confrontation in the contested area. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. I've talked to ship captains before. They don't talk to each other. In other words, when the ships are about to collide, in many cases, they all speak different languages, and it's difficult to do that. They navigate by certain principles that are out there as far as in you know, proper shipping, et cetera, et cetera, and staying in certain shipping lanes. Sometimes they run into each other because I guess they can't speak or communicate in the same language. I don't know. No comment on that. I'm not a Navy guy, so I don't understand a lot of that. But here's the thing. We are calling on Beijing to stop dangerous contact in the South China Sea. But, yeah, we park in a whole carrier group off the coast of Israel. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know what bothers me with all of this stuff is that we – basically think that we can do whatever we want and then we tell everybody else not to do what we do and it, it's mind-boggling you know north korea i don't get me wrong i don't like north korea from what i've read and now they're, they're a communist country but if they want to test a missile fire a missile or whatever you know we tell them they can't do that you, you know we're, we're the we're, we're the world's police you can't do that and you think well wait a minute why, why can't they fire a missile Well, they're trying to develop nuclear weapons or they have nuclear weapons okay well why can't they test to see if their missiles can fire i don't know you think why well, oh ted i can't believe you went there today stop no stop now, just listen to me here's the thing why do we feel that we have the ability to constantly tell other people what to do and regardless of what they do we want to criticize what they do and we want to tell them that if they, if they do this or they, they do that we're going to put economic sanctions against them and guys Economic sanctions are an act of war. Just thought I'd mention that to you. 
you know, when Samuel Untermeyer got on WABC in 1933 and declared international war against Germany as far as, you know, boycotting their products coming into the United States, it had a real impact on the German, you know, you know economy. It really did. And, and so we don't understand all of the stuff that happened as far as 100 years ago in this war in World War II, but we realize what led up to it. And all of these things happen over and over and over again as we try to force other countries into compliance with the wishes of the United States of America. And sadly, the United States of America, as you know, we have mentioned in what George Carlin said, is completely and totally compromised because of the FBI, because of the CIA, because of MI6, because of Mossad, because of Jeffrey Epstein, because of the blackmailing of judges, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of that started with, with Hoover. All of this stuff has completely corrupted us at the highest level because these guys are offered these, how should I say, perks, you know, drugs and alcohol and trips and young women and all the rest of this stuff. And, you know, at these parties and they get videotaped and now all of a sudden they're owned. You don't say anything about this anymore, or we're going to show these videotapes. We're going to ruin you and put you in jail. Remember Wayne Allen Root was on our show years ago, and, and I talked to Wayne about this on air, if you guys remember. And he said that if a, if a, if, if a politician is caught in this web, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what Wayne said, and all of a sudden they come to them and they say, you're either going to be fully exposed for everything that you've done, probably going to end up going to jail, or you're going to play ball with us and do exactly what we tell you to do. We're going to tell you 90% of the time you can vote and do whatever you want, but 10% of the time we're going to tell you what to do. And you're going to have to listen to us. And then you'll retire as a congressman. You'll retire in lap of luxury. you retire with a huge pension. All your health care paid. And you'll live this life that's going to be incredible the rest of your life. Or we're going to destroy you. What you want to do? He says it's a, it's a thing that they really don't have a choice Unless they just want to destroy themselves and their family because they've allowed themselves to get compromised. It, it really is a sad situation that our government has been, you know, hijacked like this. I mean, it really is. But the truth is, why do we think we can tell people what to do and what they can test and where they can go and all the rest of the stuff without basically busting, bust, busting their chops? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me that this stuff is happening. By the way, a quarter of the fresh world's freshwater fish is at risk of extinction, according to an assessment. And I think it's much higher than that. I think it's probably more than half. Global heating, pollution, overfishing, and falling water levels among factors are hitting populations, according to this new study that was just released. Here's the thing about the freshwater fish. The freshwater fish are primarily being destroyed in the Western Bloc countries because of the use of atrazine and azulox, all these chemicals that change the sex of these fish and don't allow them to lay proper eggs that are being pushed into the water supply. I told you a few years ago, we took the grandchildren over to Silver Springs and put them on the glass bottom boats. And we, we floated around Silver Springs for about an hour with a big tour. And I had been there many years ago. And when I was there 20, 30, 40 years ago, I remember looking down to the glass bottom boats and seeing a plethora, literally tens of thousands of fish wherever you went. It was hard to see the bottom because there were so many fish. I went there a couple of years ago with the grandkids and there were basically no fish. There were a few here and there scattered around, and I asked the boat guy who'd been with there for over 30 years. I said, where the heck did all the fish go? He goes, well, downstream is where the fish breed, and downstream they're being poisoned by all the runoff from all, this, all, the, all the houses on the river. And he goes, and so they don't reproduce, so they don't come up here anymore. And he goes, it's a real problem because the fish are almost completely gone. This is happening everywhere in the United States and all over the world where they use glyphosate and atrazine and azulox and basagran and all these different chemicals and all these different weeds. You know, my yard now is turned into a weed pit. I don't call it grass anymore. I kind of water the weeds and mow the weeds now. And to me, it's like this. The weeds have won. Don't care. I used to have this beautiful yard of St. Augustine. It requires huge amounts of water. It's a water hog. 
it gets all, every every weed known to man gets in it, and you got to spray it all the time, or it gets taken over over a period of years. The sad part about it is St. Augustine's a really good grass. If you spring it, it'll run by itself, and it does a great job, and it really keeps the weeds under control. But when you sod it, it doesn't do that because it's not very healthy because the root structure is not very deep. The sad part about all of this stuff is that the vast majority of the people here you know, in our neighborhood and in our area, they use all these pesticides and all these chemicals on their yards, and that stuff runs off into the freshwater lakes. That's why we've had a massive reduction in fish in our water in our in our lake. You should go down to the dock. I have a dock on the lake here, like everybody lives on a lake here, pretty much. Not, not everybody, but a lot of people do. And and it was crazy is that you'd see these big bass swimming around everywhere. They're gone. I don't see them anymore. I mean, they, they, like the, they used to used to have chubs that were everywhere out here. They're gone. I don't see them anymore. And it's because of the development on the lake and all the runoff that's going into the water. The water used to be super, super clear. Now it's cloudy. Now it's got hydrilla and all kinds of other weeds that have taken over. And it had none of that when I moved here. That's, again, because of prop contamination of people coming into our lake with different propellers, with different weeds attached to them. They get seeded into the lake. And that's also because of the change of pH in the water. And that's also because of the atrazine, et cetera, et cetera. We used to have these freshwater clams that were in the water. I mean, they would wash up by the hundreds on the beachfront. You know, and would rake them back into the lake, and then it did, did tunnel back out into the water. And what it, what happened is they're pretty much gone now. And those freshwater clams, they came in and they filtered the water every single day to keep the water super pristine. The problem is a group of people on the lake got together, and we had some problems with water hyacinth, which is no big deal. They're easy enough to control manually, but they decided to start spraying the lake for weeds. And I warned them. I said, "Don't do this." I said, "You're going to destroy the lake," and they did. Now they've destroyed the lake. And sadly, I look at this and I think, wow, I want those freshwater mollusks back. I would never eat one of them, but they were really good bait for fish and they were really good for the water. But they're gone. I don't see any more now because they have been destroyed. All those little mussels are all gone now. They kept that water clean. Tried to warn everybody. Start putting all these chemicals into the water supply. They're going to filter that out too and they're going to kill themselves doing it. So be very, very careful when you start using those types of products. I would just soon watch the weeds grow instead of of everything else die around it. I mean, we're concerned about you know chemtrails and aluminum and barium, which is bad enough. That yet we put all this chemical on our own grass, and it all washes into the freshwater lakes. What happens in the event that we have a catastrophic collapse of the basically infrastructure, and we no longer have electricity, and we're having to drink water through a specialized filter out of that lake that's filled with all those chemicals? We just poison our own water supply. So don't don't be doing that kind of stuff. I did it for years, and I learned. I I got convicted of it. I'm not going to do any of that anymore. I haven't used I haven't used chemicals in the yard for years and years. I've never I haven't used Basagran or Azulox or Atrazine. I can't remember when. Always remember that, guys. Try to stay away from these unbelievably harsh chemicals, especially if you're near waterways. Uh, I have no idea why I got off onto that today. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Well, no, you're 100 percent right, man. The agricultural runoff with these oh, with these just unbelievably and compounds are becoming a serious problem and you're, you're exactly right you know i remember when i used to go out in the dock on our lake and i'm usually straight down to the bottom of the lake we used to go down there we used to jump in the water all the time during the summer go swimming off the dock we go down there grab a handful of mussels i mean pick them up pull them out of the water drop them back in the water and you just be bass beds all over the place and all dissipating you know one thing that i've found is you know using salt on a lot of my weeds that i have in my house you know if i have sidewalks or pavers or whatnot i use salt sprinkle salt on it a lot of times does a really good job of killing it sometimes you got to do it a lot during the summer but there's nothing wrong with it it's not unhealthy whatsoever it's really actually just fine for the environment but again these are things that you got to kind of look at from a long-term standpoint 
especially the more and more the food gets contaminated, the more toxins that we're exposed to, and all these different things, they're all adding an aggregate. This is why I talked about before that you know the body can detoxify itself from quite a few toxins, but you've got to give it a break and you've got to give it the raw nutrients. That's one of the reasons why we have that fasting protocol from Pastor Chris Hodges. Is that's really really good to take a solid week and detox. You know the GHI cleanse and the Ultimate Multiple, the vitamin C and the nutrients, and let your body just clean out and take a lot of the inflammation out of your liver and your kidneys and your gallbladder and your pancreas, and just let your body rest some. It's really, really crucial because, you know, when you keep eating those foods and those compounds that are contaminated with that and you eat them over and over and over every single day, the body never gets that chance to really clean out and really actually recover like it's supposed to. And that becomes a serious problem. You know, we talked about before, we got one of our friends that, you know, basically is having a lot of issues with uh, inflammation in the gut. He eats bread and pizza all the time. And you can't sit there and do that on a regular basis all the time and not have some type of blowback after a certain point, you know, because your body can't detoxify. So one thing to look at is really, really important. Also, too, this is interesting. They're saying now that the markets are front-running the first-rate cut. They said the, in October, the markets were down 10% from the July high. Bond yields were touching 5%, and talks of a coming recession was rampant. What happened? Interestingly enough, Wall Street said sell the last Fed rate height. The reason is that when the Fed starts cutting rates, it's due to an onset of recession, a bear market, or a financial event. At this point, as shown below, the market's repricing for lower expectations of earning growth rates and profitability. This is why you're starting to see that they're going to have to start doing rate cuts next year because the industry is just – I mean it's slowed down. The vehicle industry, the housing industry – all the markets have slowed down because these insanely high interest rates that went up at a just rapid pace. It was unprecedented. And so this is something to be aware of. So next year, if they start having some rate drops, you're probably going to see certain things kind of recorrect in a better angle next year. But definitely something to be aware of and something to use wisdom if you're making big purchases or you're financing something or getting a home. And I think the average mortgage right now is like 7 7.5%, 8%, whatever the numbers is. I mean, you start paying enormous amount of interest on those things, especially with the mortgages being so front-loaded with the interest. And so, again, it's just something to look at and be aware of. You know, I talked to a dealership at Chevy yesterday. I was asking them about, you know, the Camaro, the end of an era. They had this one model that's coming out. They got one allocation for one of them. The owner bought one, and they're basically going to be a collector item. It's like the collector model, the Camaro ZL1, because they're going to an all-electric Camaro now. Apparently, the Camaros and the ZL1s, the supercharged ones, are going through the roof. And I was talking to him, and I said, well, you know, this is obviously this electric market is not what anybody wants it to be. It's not what anybody wants, but yet we're continuing to go this pace. And he told me, he said, it's not just the electric market. He said, it's also this very big uncertainty with this kill switch bill that's in Congress. And I talked to another friend of mine that's in the automotive industry, and he was explaining it to me. And you know, I talked about it already. But this thing's I've, I've contacted my representatives repeatedly about this. This is an insane bill, and I don't think anybody understands the ramifications that this is going to have on these vehicles, electric or gasoline, whatever is produced. They want a fully mandated every single vehicle in the United States has to have a Wi-Fi connected, internet connected kill switch. They can simply call a database. Local, basically notify local law enforcement, and they can shut down your vehicle on a whim. Now, I'm not talking about just OnStar and going through that rigmarole. I'm talking every vehicle. Any point in time, you get shut down for anything that they don't like. So what's happened is now 
in the car market, in the truck market, these vehicles that are simply the end of an era, they're starting to hold their value really strong, especially very low production vehicles because everybody's starting to realize we're about to see something unprecedented right now in the United States when it comes to the vehicle industry. What's ironic about this, it's so ironic with the EPA and the insane DPF units and this DEF fluid and all this garbage they put on them. There, there's been so many photos that have surfaced where Fords that are being exported, Super Duty Fords that are being exported to like Qatar and Europe and Africa and other places. They're sent with zero emissions from the factory. They have no DPFs. They have no catalytic converters. They have it right there on the listing. There's a zero emission vehicle. It's for export only. It's not allowed to be sold in the United States. Don't mention that, that Ford actually has the parts to produce these trucks with zero emissions on them and export them with contracts. But yet, hey, United States, you need to make sure you put your DEF fluid in, you get your eight miles a gallon in your truck, and you basically burn up the turbos after 50,000 miles and have all these problems failing on the truck. Because, you know, it's it's science, guys. It's science. This is why the uh, – I told you guys about that bill. I told you to contact your local representatives. It's sponsored by SEMA. Essentially, they want to block this whole thing because what what they want to do with the EPA, I told you, by the end of the decade, they want to have nothing. There's no vehicles are allowed to go over like 30% production that are ICE, internal combustion engine. Like almost 70% of all vehicles mandated have to be electric. Even if nobody wants them, even if nobody buys them. And this is one of the first times, like I said before, that the EPA is actually coming in and regulating how many vehicles can actually be produced by every single manufacturer. And this, again, goes to show you what happens when you have alphabet agencies that are completely and totally out of control and do not have any sense of reality. And they're simply pushing their own agenda and doing what they're told to do. This is why it's so important. That's, that's the issue you run into with these alphabet agencies like this, with the EPA and the DEA and the ATF and DHS. They're not elected by the people. They're not a government by the people. They're appointed by other people that have been elected, allegedly. And so they put these people in power that have no will or want to protect the country. They do not care about the general population. They do not care about the safety and prosperity and freedom of the United States population. They're simply there to push their agenda with who's telling them to push their agenda. And so that's why it's really important when you start seeing representatives that come up for voting, you can vote them out. Look at their background. Look at what they've supported. Look at who they voted for. Look at what they've been involved in because, man, it's it's definitely – republic's a heck of a concept. It really is. But my gosh, this one's gotten corrupted. So Benjamin Franklin said, you guys have a republic now. Let's see if you can keep it. Simply as that. What do you think, Ted? You know, Austin, you know, Benjamin Franklin was right. You have a republic. Let's see if you can keep it because they want to know what kind of government we had. You know, republic is very hard to keep. And the only type of with our constitution, and I mentioned this before years ago, our constitution is basically it allows people to cheat and do things they shouldn't ought to do because it gives us so much freedom. And unless you have a God fearing population as a republic with our constitution, it doesn't work because the corruption becomes inevitable. And these people come in and start taking advantage of the people that aren't cheating and aren't doing things that are wrong. A perfect example is the IRS. You know, I pay all my taxes. I probably pay a lot more than I'm supposed to pay. But the reality is, is that if you don't do what they tell you to do, they put a gun to your head. If you don't say, I don't want to support the war in Ukraine, I'm not going to pay my taxes this year, they'll put a gun to your head. And they'll come take your stuff and put you in jail. 
it's just it's unbelievable that the IRS got passed. It really is. It should have been a tariff you know, on goods and services, not you know on personal income. It's not even constitutional. It should never happen, but it did. Just the Federal Reserve Bank happened, and that's and, that, and that's what's happened as far as who these people are who took everything from us from as far as the United States. There's a really good article that says the Great Taking documentary exposed the greatest crime ever contemplated. It says in the Great Taking, a documentary now airing on CHD, the Child's Defense Network, with Kennedy, former hedge fund former hedge fund manager David Webb takes the audience step-by-step through his forensic investigation into the legal, financial, and regulatory changes that have set up the greatest crime ever contemplated, the planned confiscation of everyone's global security assets. Wait a minute. This is what they're talking about. Webb, the author of a book by the same title, exposes a scheme by central bankers, again, the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan. Now, they don't call them that. They just call them central bankers. They don't call them who they are. They don't call them basically the synagogue of Satan. They, they, these central bankers to subjugate humanity by taking all securities and bank deposits and property financed with debt. Legal certainty has been established that the collateral can be taken immediately and without judicial review by entities described in court documents as the protected class. Webb says in the film, even sophisticated professional investors who are assured that the securities are segregated will not be protected. Wait, wait a minute. This is this is this is absolutely insane. This is actually happening, but this is what they're saying. Webb spent years researching historical precedents like the Great Depression, era bank disclosures, and gold fund confiscation to help him understand the playbook used by powerful banking interests during times of financial turmoil. He first noticed that the money velocity rates showed how excessive money creation drives unstable economic bubbles. The mainstream coverage during the 1990s Asian financial crisis aftermath did not fully explain the odd market movements he was seeing. Digging deeper, Webb realized the scale of the money creation during this period was very high. He found Federal Reserve Board activity generating over 1% of gross domestic product worth of new money in one week an order of magnitude bigger than the annual growth rates, he said. The massive liquidity influx was not only going into the real economy, Webb said, but into destructive things, wars and various operations that are about control. Webb compared the state of the economy just before World War I to today's hyper-financialized economy, saying both are about looting in the late phase of economic bubbles just prior to a crash. Webb also witnessed a decade-long campaign to change commercial banking statutes and ownership definitions state by state, set that the stage for revoking investor property rights during defaults. The underpinning of the entire securities infrastructure in the U.S. is the depository trust and clearing corporation that this entity that was the first formed to dematerialize all securities in the United States, Webb said. Webb told Holland Career. A, a career CIA operative with absolutely no background in banking or finance was involved in this project and was later made superintendent of banks in the New York state by Nelson Rockefeller. It was very clear that this was a CIA project. Now, I'm going to stop right there and let you read the rest of this. This is an extremely good article. But the truth of the matter is the CIA is being controlled by the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan. The CIA is a satanic organization. They used to have witches on payroll. Just thought I'd mention that to you again. All of this stuff goes right back to the central bankers. The other day I went into detail about all these different groups and organizations that are involved in this great scheme to take over the planet and bring us into a one-world Luciferian dictatorship under the fallen angels, primarily known as Lucifer. And this is what they want to do. 
because they worship him. They consider themselves to be the benign D Nephilim, the sons of the fallen, and they want to control the planet and bring us back to that one world hellscape that we had in Genesis chapter 6. All of this stuff is foreplanned on us right now. I mean, these, these are hundred-year plans because remember, these entities live for thousands of years. They don't see your lifespan as anything interesting to them. They don't plan things for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. They don't do that. These are thousand-year plans that they have. And this is how they're trying to force themselves back into a plan of salvation with God Almighty. And we cover this in Angel Wars. Just be aware of who these people are and these entities that have controlled them or possessed them and what they do. Very, very, to understand, uh, very important to understand that we have the power to change time-space. We could change the very fabric of time space by the words that we speak and the prayers that we pray. That's why I pray for you guys all the time. We can change everything, but we can't do it without proper communication. We can't do it without telling people the truth. We can't do it at this point without social media that hasn't yet been banned like this show and other shows that you guys like. Do you send me links, clips and links to? Always ask yourself a question. Are they talking about Israel? The good stuff about Israel and the bad stuff about Israel. And if they're not, if they're not, they're compromised. I'm just telling you that right now. They're compromised. And if they're not talking about the blood of Jesus and they claim to be Christians and they're not talking about walking in love, they're compromised. If they're trying to teach you to do imprecatory prayers, they're really, 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 really misinformed. All of this stuff is important that you watch what you listen to and don't allow that seed, that little bit of leaven that gets into the loaf and spreads through everything to get into your heart and to permeate you. Really important that we walk in love and that we don't want to have people get killed and all the other crazy stuff they're trying to promote now through Christianity. It's insanity what the evangelicals have done, especially with the name it, blame it, grab it, grab it groups. Just stay away from that style of stuff. Avoid all that stuff and remember that we're to walk in love and pray for one another, support one another. I appreciate you guys so much. You guys are absolutely amazing to me. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely, my friend. And that's, you know, you've got a valid point with that. You know, we talk and we see so many different things change and occur in different aspects of life and business. And it's interesting to see, you know, how some people talk out of both sides of their mouth. We've seen this a lot before. I've seen this a lot in business. I've seen this a lot in the churches. Where you know certain groups talk one way about certain things and certain topics and certain ideas, and they turn around and completely contradict themselves. Always be cautious of people that live like that or talk like that and act like that. You know, I get it. Everybody sometimes things change, sometimes opinions change, sometimes ideas change. That's all I'm talking about. But when people start contradicting the word of God, contradicting the Bible, contradicting the truth, then they turn around and tell you that you need to do this, 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 and this. Be very cautious. Like I told you guys before, same thing I've said repeatedly. I said the whole way through COVID, I said it before then. If somebody's in a position of authority over you and they start telling you that you can't question anything they're saying and you have to blindly follow whatever they're telling you and you have to blindly support whatever they're telling you to do and you cannot ask questions, you cannot rebuttal, you cannot do anything other than what they tell you to do, you need to question everything they're saying to you because even if you look back you always remember everybody was always questioning jesus when he was here they asked him questions he's talking in parables having conversations not one time when he's having a conversation did he tell people well you can't ask me that question you can't talk to me about that that's that's an off topic now he rebuked some people for certain things they said he did do that but he never sat there and said no we we, we can't we don't talk about that we're not going to talk about that. You can't, you can't ask me that question. You can't ask me about this. He never was like that at all. 
because he's in a position of authority, but right authority, correct authority, godly authority. So always be cautious of that and be careful of that, especially in this day and age right now where you have a lot of these groups and like that's it too. Some of these, you know, these TV preachers and stuff. And I'm, I've just been around it a lot when I was younger. I saw the same thing with some of these guys and some of their very, very, how should I say, shady behavior that they're involved in. So just always do your research, especially if you're supporting someone with money. I always, my personal opinion, I like to support local places. I like to support local places, or I like to support basically the Thailand girls with Dr. Mark Rutland that we support. We still do every single year. Atlanta's actually put together all these Christmas bags for them. We just mailed them out. I appreciate you guys supporting us on that. I know a lot of you guys still send us some checks and donations for those girls. We pay for them every month, You know, support them every single month. And then on their birthdays and on Christmas, we always do these big gift baskets for them and different types of clothes or whatever they want. They basically send us a whole list of stuff that they're really into and so we get them all organized per girl we get it all together and it takes a lot of time it takes land i mean days and days and days to get stuff situated and then we ship it all out uh dhl because you guys know we have the dhl contracts now so shipping internationally has become much more efficient i remind you guys on that if you are international listeners and customers and you want to order stuff from us you feel free to give us a call or you can place the order online but DHL contract we have gets pretty much anywhere in the world within about three to five business days. Just want to remind you guys of that. So thank you again for the support of supporting Health Masters and helping us support others as well. Thank you for everything you do. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. The product of the week, the complex formula on sale right now. Be sure to check it out. 11% off. Last day it's on sale at healthmasters.com. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.